time is outside of the norm. You know, so I think that I like I like how things go when I can remain different because I stand out that way. I stand out when I have my own. And, and it's so crazy because, you know, being different has always been the winning, um, has always been the, the trophy. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Women Living Intentional, a group created for those who are looking and ready to live in purpose. Now over to your host, Tayani Tellis. Hello, and welcome to Posh Talks Podcast, where living intentional consists of high vibes and posh lifestyles. I'm your host, Kayani Tullis, and today's episode is my Asia Simone, Women in Media. Now, before we get into today's episode, this podcast is sponsored by Intentional Investment. Our BizBox program is finally here, guys. If you're interested in starting a business but cannot seem to find the creativity or clarity or even resources or time to see the vision through, well, our newest program, BizBox, is your business solution in a box. We will provide you with the support from start to finish, from branding to marketing. We have you covered. The only thing you need to worry about is your launch date. For more information, email info at intentionallyposh.com or click the link provided in the show notes for more details. Now, to get into today's episode, our guest, my agent, Simone, is an entertainment and sports reporter. She has interviewed some of your favorite celebrities, and today we are talking about all things entrepreneurship and media. Hello, my agent. How are you? And thank you again for being a part of today's episode. I'm fine. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, I'm super excited to learn more about your journey into entrepreneurship and how you got started. So for our listeners who are new to learning about you and your platform, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey into entrepreneurship? Um, so I began entrepreneurship from, um, well, I used to play college, well, college basketball, high school basketball, middle school basketball, literally AAU, elementary. I played basketball my whole entire life, and I'm also, I also ran track and um, I was just an overall athlete, volleyball, you name it. I was on every team possible. I even cheered and danced, you know, when I was younger um, wow. before I actually decided to get into uh, basketball. Um, so I, it kind of started from where um, I, I ended up tearing my ACL my senior year of high school. And uh, for those who don't know, that's like one of the worst knee injuries that you can have. And um I actually got the surgery, you know, I kind of bounced back from it, ended up playing college ball, but I was still having complications. My knees were still swelling up. It was still just so painful trying to stay healthy um, and play ball. So I knew that, you know, behind the scenes, in the back of my mind, I've always had this gift of talking to people and pulling information out of people and um, wanting to get to know people. And, you know, like I have those friends that come and vent to me and tell me all their business. And I was just like, you know what, I need to do something with this. Um, and initially, you know, the ultimate goal was to be a TV host or radio personality or something of that nature. And people will always say, hey, you know, that's not realistic. You need to get a real career. It's going to make some money. And so I went off to school and I studied athletic training because it was still in the sports field. It's exactly what I wanted to do. And, um, 
You know, but I wasn't happy. The science was getting really complicated, long nights of studying. I'm, I'm, I've, I've, I've always been a person who had, like, all A's and B's. I started seeing C's and D's, and I was just like, you know what, this is not what I want to do. I need to f- find something that I really love and something that I want to do. So I decided to chase my dreams, and, um, you know, entrepreneurship just developed from not having that big opportunity coming straight out of college. Like, I, didn't, I wasn't the one who actually got hired on – you know, a major network or, or something of that nature outside of school, like, as soon as I graduated. So I had to create a lane of my own and, um, you know, try to stay relevant and stay brushed up on my skills and everything that I've acquired over time. And so that's where I that's why I started my own platform. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it because typically a lot of times, like you said, um, people have these um, roads to success, I like to call them, where they are actually – Going to college, graduate college, they end up in, of course, a job that's relative in their field, and then, you know, they pursue that, and then it's like, okay, well, I have the experience and expertise in this field, I'm going to just go ahead and start a business. This is something I'm passionate about, this is something I love. So I love that, you know, your journey was very authentic and different than um, what it seemed as norm. So with that being said, I know you have a YouTube channel where you also cover um, all things media. Can you walk us through that journey? Um, did you think it would grow to this point now um, that you're in your career? <laughs> no, honestly, it's so crazy how YouTube works. So, like, YouTube, um, you know, it's always that thing I want to say maybe three or four years ago, maybe even five years ago. So this is year five for me. So right. about five years ago when I started, YouTube was a thing where everybody was like, you know what, get this YouTube channel going. This was before podcasts became, like, a really right. popular thing. Everybody was trying to get YouTube, like, YouTube famous, get those views up, get those subscribers. And I was like, you know what, I can go ahead and start my platform um, through this, use their platform to build my my own platform, my own brand. And um, I started it. I started posting content, and to this day I haven't deleted my very first interview or anything because I feel like, you know, people need to see the journey. They need to see where I started. But I can tell you, I do not like that interview or any of those interviews <laughs> from when I first started. Really? I hate it. Yeah, I feel like I was like, I feel so bad for the very first person I talked to. God bless his heart. He uh, he sat through the whole entire thing. I think I was stuttering over questions. I was asking long-winded questions. I, was, I wasn't short and to the point. Um, right. The interview was 30 minutes outside. The audio was horrible. It was far, shot far away. It was. It just wasn't the best uh, content, you know, starting out. But you, you know, you, you're you're not going to get it right on the first time. Um, right. No one's born. No one's born a perfectionist. You have to work over time. You know, hard work leads yeah. to your perfection. But um, it kind of just started. Um, I needed something to put my content on, and you know, Instagram didn't even have video at the time when I started it. So um, I used that as my main way of you know, displaying and, and showing that I'm working, you know, like putting my work out there. Right. And I and definitely I can agree because if you go back and you listen to the first podcast, even on this, I'm like, oh, wow, like, should I delete it? <laughs> but then I'm like, you know, <laughs> we see those folks on social media all the time, and it's like, you know, um, if you don't do the first one, you can never get to the 50th one. And I think we're at our point where we're, what, four months in on our 50-something podcast, and, you know, they only get better and better. So I agree with you. Definitely. I understand, <laughs> you know, the pain of being like, okay, so I just delete these crap 
episodes, but it's like, I guess, too, it also shows the growth of, like, your platform and people can respect, you know, your authenticity through, you know, um, your growth. And it, it helps people to also make um, seem like you're still human because I think a lot of times, you know, the bigger you get, the more people dehumanize you. <laughs> and yes, exactly. Out to be like, you can't make any mistakes, you know. Oh, you man, the criticism. <laughs> yes, definitely. The criticism is real out here. Like, I can't even, like, I can't even post my nails without someone saying, oh, she got that. Like, I don't know. People are just so weird. You know, they, they right. look for when you're when your life is under a microscope because that's exactly right. what it is the bigger that you get your life becomes a uh a television show like everybody's right. always tuned in to what you're doing and right. looking forward to the next thing and you know um it's just people the criticism is out here is 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 definitely steep but you know i feel like i'm built for it you know you yeah. have to find ways to um yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to find ways to just take a moment, step back, take a, a couple, decompose, like just really just get yourself um, mentally ready for whatever. And I just feel like, um, you know, you, you have to take the good with the bad when you're in this industry. You have to be able to, everything's not yeah. going to be so peachy and, and, and nice and sweet all the time. Right, right. So do you think like YouTube has been a big asset to your journey thus far? Yes. So, YouTube currently right now I haven't been as active on YouTube um as I should because I have I have over I want to say 85 I think we counted um 3 weeks ago 85 to 90 celebrity interviews and oh, wow. um that's a lot of content that's and not even half of that is on my YouTube channel so I think that it definitely helps I know I know that if I were able to actually post all that content on there um the YouTube page would be like through the roof but it's just that you know i'm i'm a one-man team at the time at well at the moment when i was building it i was only you know i had somebody who would shoot the interviews yeah they would shoot they would shoot the interviews for me but um you know for the most part i'm the only one running social media running the youtube channel and um yeah like i feel like me starting the youtube has definitely helped my career grow but i would say you know my constant um my consistency through all social media platforms, there's Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, mainly Instagram, right. Facebook. Those things right there have definitely um, taken my brand to another level. I think I just use all platforms wisely, and I'm I'm really good with the consistency and um, yeah. when it comes to that. Yeah, I love that. So I know you mentioned that you know you kind of utilize all of your platforms. Um, how do you find the balance to Make sure that, you know, of course you don't, you're not perfect at it. I wouldn't expect you to, but to find the balance to give attention to all of them. Um, well, thank God for the share links. You know how, like, you post something on yes. Instagram and you yes. can share it to Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. That does yeah. half of the work right there. You you can you don't have to create new captions for each one because captions can be time-consuming. I make sure I'm very strategic with how I create captions or how I do, like, little small summaries or write-ups, and that right, right there can be very tedious. So um, those sharing links on those, um, on those platforms are definitely helpful. Um, outside of that, um, I know YouTube, you have to go in and create. You have to literally – you know, type or great, like a, a summary or something. It has to be a little bit more on YouTube. Um, I think 
I think I just utilized, you know, the sharing options. I think that's the best thing that they could have created in regards to spreading con- content across all platforms. It's not really hard to do. Um, it does take – it can be, like, if you're – like, some days I wake up and I'm like, man, I don't feel like posting today. Like, there's – like I said, with the whole interview thing, there are so many interviews that I haven't posted just due to me not having the time, and then I turn around and I have more content to post, and then that one gets posted, and then something else gets lost in the sauce. So um, half of the battle is actually sharing it, and, and that's right. what I definitely take advantage of. Right, right. Okay, so, um, like, what do you foresee for yourself, like, in the next five years on your entrepreneurial journey? On my entrepreneurial journey, um, I plan to have a platform that, so it's called My Age of Simone Live, but I'm more so right now gravitating to just calling it MSL so it won't feel like it's just it. someone's uh, platform, like a personal platform. I want to make right. it to where I can bring, you know, well, Posh Talks can be a podcast on MSL. You know, it can right. be a network to where you can actually tune in. Everybody knows MSL. You know, if you've been following me since day one, you know MSL is definitely My Age of Simone Live, but we're just going to call it MSL because we want to make it, we want to expand and make it more of a media platform. And I think in the next five years, I want to be able to only have people who have been like misfitted, you know, people who have been overlooked, talent who needs to be, who needs a platform to showcase their abilities. And, and we want nothing but great quality work and great content. And I feel like, you know, I'm not going to try to go for the most known people to be a part of that network. This will be, this will be something for people who are like who are like myself trying to create their own brand but not getting the actual shot that they want. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love that. And um, I love the fact what you're doing as far as, like, not only um, including, you know, celebrities and people with um, high followings and all of that, but you're also reaching down and pulling those who are seen as, quote, unquote, the underdogs to give mm-hmm. them that publicity. Because I was having a conversation with another mm-hmm. guest the other day, and we were just talking about, you know, his platform. And, you know, shout out to Dante Antonio. He was just speaking about how. Oh, I love, you know, shout out to him. I love him. Yes. Love and he was Antonio. just. Yes. He was just talking about how um, he created Young and Great because he, you know, he got the interview at Forbes and he knew how it felt for um, him to actually get that publicity for Forbes. Right. And he was saying it wasn't until he had that light bulb moment where it was like, well, where is this type of um, structure or infrastructure for us in the black community, to be specific? Um, So he created the platform Young and Great for that sole reason, and I thought that was very, you know, unique and inspiring because it's like, where are those platforms that are built by black people for black people? And it's not to exclude or anybody of, you know, a minority, not to exclude any other races. But to say, hey, you know, we also can create profitable, lucrative, and also amazing platforms to showcase our people who are doing great. You know, we don't have to only rely on, you know, the Forbes. And, I mean, I love Forbes, not to throw, you know, shade or anything, but to rely on these big publications to give us that exposure and to give us that green light to say, hey, now you are successful. So exactly. I really, and, and, really respect your platform for that reason. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And I know, like, up until recently, 
literally like my my own entrepreneurship has definitely opened up other lanes and created bigger opportunities for me but i'm going to make sure that no matter what no matter like i think i'm finally walking in my like walking in my purpose and you know getting those bigger opportunities and getting those bigger sets of eyes on me and my platform but i'll always be be true to who i am and i have to make sure that i don't steer away from my brand no matter who decides to hire me because as quick as they hired me, they could definitely fire me, and then I want to, you know, still be able to move as if nothing happened. Right, right. I definitely agree. So I want to kind of transition because I know a lot of our listeners um, are interested in, you know, the entertainment, PR, marketing, you know, whole, whole you know, field of work. So what is right. it like being a female in media but directly in sports? Are there any challenges like you face being in the industry? Uh, there is definitely a lot of challenges being a woman in any industry now. But right. the good thing about it all is we're getting – women are now finding their voices. We're finding our voices. Like we're able to step in these rooms and hold and hold these board meetings and sit sit in the actual offices with the top dogs. We're, we're actually um, – it's getting a little bit better, like, the challenges before were like, hey, you know, you can't, you can't really, um, you know, work or you can't do something without doing a favor or without doing something against your will. And it was always something that was like a more of a black ball type of situation. And um, I've actually had to go, go uh, being an attractive woman in the, in the media industry as a whole, whether it's radio, TV, or anything, I've had to go through some of that controversy myself and um you know now you know there's if, if i don't know if you paid attention but the whole me too movement and things like that has definitely created a little bit more um awareness and consciousness like men are not so um it's a dominated a male dominated industry but men are not right. so they think twice about what they're doing now in regards to hiring women or in regards to working with women they they're giving us more respect they're giving us more power. They're allowing us to be creative. And, um, yeah, challenges before we're definitely dealing with, uh, I think, you know, just having that respect in the same room and, and understanding that, hey, y'all can't run this without us. Like, women, right. men don't understand. No operation can be ran without a woman because I feel like we're a lot more organized. And, yeah. Um, and we're a lot more organized, and we're able to seal the deal. You know, sometimes men can come off as aggressive to one another, and and then their egos get in the way. But women, we have that, we have that uh, nurturing nature, that nurturing power that 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 most businesses need. So, right, uh, right. yeah, as far as challenges, yeah. and that and I definitely think that it needs to be balanced in any organization, business, and any structure that you're building. Um, because, like you said, egos get in the way, and then vice versa. If it's an all women's, you know, ordeal, it can become very messy and catty. So I think exactly. you know, from both gender, I think both genders play a valid role. Yeah, in building a successful business. And the reason right. I ask that is because, you know, of course in all industries it's hard for a woman, you know, to really push through, especially against when she's going against a male. But however, you know, uh, there's this, you know, perception that women don't know anything about sports. So it's kind of like, you know, um, 
I know especially, well, not probably as much now, but then, especially when you first started out, like, it was just always, like, women watch sports because of men. Or they really don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. They don't pay attention to what's going on. They don't, you know, it's always, you know, little jokes. And still to this day, like, my stepdad will mm-hmm. come over and watch the game. And it's like, you know, do you know what end? And it's like, yeah, like, duh. Like, it's sports. Well, like, yeah, and, and, like, and to answer. <laughs> Exactly. No, and to go a little bit deeper into the question about sports, I feel like now there are more women. There are more women who are actually like nailing and mastering these anchor positions. They're taking them on yeah. and they're actually knowing their material. And I think it's always been the thing, like you said. At first, people just thought, "Hey, you know, she's only watching it because of this, or she doesn't know her. She doesn't know much of anything anyway." But right. um, yeah, like like naturally, naturally. Um, we're we're with our power we're actually able to you know get into these positions and master them and I feel like uh it wasn't that case before um you got Carrie Champion you have Maria Taylor Cassie Hubbard you have so many women in the industry who are actually uh who've been around for a long time and people are just now figuring out who they are Erin Andrews has been around for a very long time she does Super Bowl stuff every year you know, yeah. so um, she's just not getting her recognition. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, honestly, you know, most people want to see women on TV now. They, I think, you yeah. know, we're easy on the eyes and we're charming and uh, <laughs> we're able to, I mean, what's more, what's more attractive than a woman who knows her sports? So I right. feel like this is right. the time we're winning. Like as 2019 has been the year of women empowerment, if you ask me, I yeah. feel like, Women, this is has this has been our coming out year. Yeah, I agree. And shout out to women. Um, I think you know this question was specifically, you know, even it was relative to your work in your field. However, um, I wanted to ask that question because a lot of women, you know, feel like they have to stay in certain lanes because they want to seem more feminine or want to seem more masculine. And you know, mm-hmm. I know, like I just feel like women can do anything. If you want to get into construction, do it. If you want to get into a male-dominated field, do it. Because like you. Said, that, you know, it's something about a woman and a woman's touch that adds the additional value to a company. Absolutely. So, yes, I totally agree with that. So, like, what advice would you give someone who is trying to land their dream job or start their dream company? Um, first things first, I feel like treating people the way you want to be treated is going to go a long way, and it's going to take you further and beyond measure. It's going to take you um, further than your deepest desires, I feel. You have to treat the janitor just like you treat the CEO. They're equal because at one point in time, that janitor may turn into that CEO, and that CEO may turn into the janitor. I mean, I feel like in a very competitive work industry, roles change all the time, and yes. I see it happen all the time. You may, you may get fired. Someone may fire you from a job, and then they may need you later. And, you know, you have to decide on whether that relationship is, is, is worth um, keeping um, or, is it, or is it someone that actually burned a bridge and you can no longer use their services or collaborate with them. I just feel like my number one advice is always treat people with kindness and uh, stay true to who you are. Be consistent. You know, being consistent, being nice, and, and – um, you know, just just really, really focusing on and locking in on what you believe in 
is number one because people tend to get into this type of industry and see see how someone else made it and try to mimic or mirror how they did it, and it doesn't work that way. There's a million ways to skin a cat, and I just feel like um, as long as you focus on your lane and don't get caught up in the hype of what someone else is doing, that's how you that's how you make it. Because I could have easily, you know, gotten down or tried to change my image. I, I take a more respectful repro- uh, approach um, in media, and I know some women in media try to be more risque and, you know, show off, you know, like the bikini look or they try to, I've noticed that most, I think it's, it's not really sports reporters, but more entertainment reporters try to be more appealing to rappers and music execs and things like that. So they kind of take a, um, I don't want to say raunchy approach to it, but image is everything. And, and that can only go so far. So I just believe, you know, keep your self-respect, um, keep your, keep your image clean and people will always respect you and they'll always take you serious. Yes, yes, I love it. I love it. And especially with that, I want to touch on that a little bit. Um, Like, how did you not fall into, you know, the whole trying or, you know, because as as we know as entrepreneurs, we see things out there and we see things working for other people, and it's like, okay, well, should I be doing this or should I just stick to my lane? How were you able to really – find your lane and not fall over into mirroring what someone else was someone doing else. outside of me. Well, number one is I see the reactions from being different. People give you a different reaction. Like right now everyone's into the like super highlight, uh, like colored hair, the different color wigs and things like that. Now I haven't done a pink or purple or blue or green wig yet, but that's what keeps me different because my image is still kind of clean. It's still simple. It's still plain. Um, well, I wouldn't say it's plain because I still think I have, like, maybe a flashy, stylish, fashionable type of look as well. Right. But, um, but I, don't, I haven't fallen into that trend, so it still makes me look different, and it, and it sets me apart from everyone else because everyone's so used to seeing one certain image. So I think that I think I like the reaction better that I get from when people are like, hey, you know, like, for example, I don't have any tattoos. That always, uh, and that's not down to anyone with tattoos, but people are always so intrigued by, man, what what happened in your life? Why don't you have a tattoo, you know? And it's just like, this is something that I wasn't really interested in getting, you know, not, not, and I definitely love artwork. Like, when I see some people's yeah. artwork on their body, I'm like, wow, you know, that is that is amazing. I like some of the design, some of the colors. You know, like the fact that it stays on forever, I'm like, wow, that's, you know, that's amazing, but it's just not me. Right. Right. Yeah, and and people, yeah, and people look at me, it it automatically makes me different, and I see the reactions that I get like, wow, you don't have a tattoo, so they look at it like it's amazing because it's it's now, in in today's time, it's outside of the norm, you know, so I think that I I like how things go when I can remain different because I stand out that way. I stand out when I have my own, and, and it's so crazy because, you know, being different has always been the winning, um, has always been the, the trophy, you know, in the right. industry. That's why you have people who decide to, um, when, like, think of the singer Pink. When she came out, she always wore pink hair. No one else was wearing pink hair before her. So, you know, she was able to stand on her own. She created her image by that. But now, colored hair is a thing, and now Pink wears her hair regular. She's either blonde or black, you know. It's just, yeah. you always, I think you always have to find ways to stand out 
And sometimes standing out is being the one who's like having less, and less is more sometimes. And I think that's that's what I'm that's what I'm all about. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I know we're getting close to the end, and I want to know um, for those who are interested in connecting with you, do you have any type of mentorship programs available, or if not, how can a person connect with you, follow you, and support you? So as far as mentorship, um, literally within the last month, I've had over a hundred different girls reach out via DM, LinkedIn. Facebook is actually a little bit overwhelming, but I love I love the fact that I'm able to inspire others. So I don't really have any mentorship opportunities right now, only because I still feel like I'm honestly trying to figure out everything on my own, and I don't think I would be the best mentor. But I I would definitely um, allow people to send me DMs, and if they have any questions, um, I don't mind answering and opening up about certain things. But as far as committing to an actual mentorship, I don't think at the moment I'll be able to do that. Um, but, yeah, you can find me on all social media at Maya Simone. That's M-I-A-S-I-A-S-Y-M-O-N-E. I'm also on LinkedIn, um, Twitter, Snapchat. Literally every – I have everything, I believe, except for TikTok. I don't have TikTok yeah. yet. Yeah, and I feel like we need to get on the wave and stop kind of <laughs> time because Gary B had this whole thing where it's like, oh, TikTok is going to be the new wave. And I'm like, okay, like, isn't TikTok for, like, teenagers or something? <laughs> right, and I see people making dance videos like trailers, so I'm like, I don't know if that's something that, that I could put my content on yet. So <laughs> Right, right, definitely. We'll yeah. stay tuned. Hopefully we're not some laggers right. in it. But I thank, you, <laughs> I thank you so much for definitely being a part of today's episode. Like, you gave so many gems. And so many nuggets today, and I hope that some of this information resonated with those who are interested and inspired to start a business, especially in a male-dominated field, to go after your dreams. Um, and remember, guys, to subscribe to www.intentionallyposh.com for upcoming episodes. If you know anyone who could benefit from this podcast, please, please pass it along. The more people you send this way, it helps build our community, and we're able to keep providing you with valuable content and episodes. Also, do not forget to subscribe and leave us a review. I love hearing from you. My team loves hearing from you, and it helps us grow as a brand. All of my agents' information, how you can connect with her and follow her on all social media platforms will be provided in the show notes. As always, guys, have a high vibe and intentional week. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to Posh Talks Podcast. This podcast was brought to you and sponsored by Women Living Intentional and Intentional Investments. Want to learn more about us? Check us out at intentionallyposh.com. And as always, have a high vibe intentional week.